Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815. After several years of increases in interest rates, the Federal Reserve has signaled a shift as the Fed prepares to start cutting those interest rates. What are some financial moves you might want to consider? We'll cover that today and so much more. Glad you're here with us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is, of course, president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. I am Jen Rizak alongside uh, finally getting some different news on interest rates. This will be a great show today, Philip. I hope you're doing well today. Hey, we are doing well, Jen. It is um, it's really hard to believe that uh, 2024 is off to the start that it is. The interest rates is the big buzz again, and not so much increases, but maybe when decreases will come, and, and we'll talk about that today. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, you know, analysts are predicting some movement from the Fed this year to start cutting interest rates. And of course, you know, the, the news there being that inflation seems to be cooling off. It's been a bit of a I guess you could call it a balancing act that the Fed has been trying to navigate here, trying to cool down the economy, bring down inflation, but without overdoing it to where they push us into a recession. That's that's kind of been the the balancing act they've been trying to navigate, right? It has been, Jen. You know, that the quote, soft landing, um, you, you know, if the Fed can do it and right now it really looks like they could pull this off, which would just be... Uh, really an amazing feat because the Fed's not normally known for getting it right at, at <laughs> all. And so so we're excited that it could actually be a soft landing. Now, obviously, we got some time to go and some runway to get through before we know if that's really the truth or not. You know, when you think about it, the last two years, we've seen so much in increase in interest rates. Mm-hmm. You know, we're at the highest rates that we've seen in, in more than 20 years. And, you know, I remember back 40 years ago, it was it was even higher than what we're seeing right yeah. now. Yeah. And unemployment, Jen, still continues to remain just almost at historic lows, which is, I think, probably what's helping this thing land a little softer. Um, mm-hmm. Inflation is is finally drifting kind of to the lower side. I mean, it's still got a little ways to go, but it's but it's going the right direction. And that's that's the thing we keep looking at is is what direction are things going? Are they going the way the Fed wants them to go? And and that's good. Uh, so what's you know the, the next phase may be that uh, we we start cutting some interest rates and and yeah. give some consumers the relief from. This high credit card debt really is astronomical. And so people are paying a lot of interest right now to do that. And it's affecting a lot of things, right? Yeah. Cars, houses. So the question will be, the big question is, when are they going to cut? When's the first one coming? Mm -hmm. And there's some debate about that one. Um, Some people think maybe, maybe March. Other people think it won't happen until second or third quarter. But but most of the analysts have probably three rate cuts at least built in for this year. Um, I still think that might be a little optimistic, though. Yeah, we'll certainly have to see what happens here. And it seems like they sometimes have to uh, change reverse course a little bit if if things start to go sideways. Um, but, you know, so so you mentioned, you know, borrowers and, and credit card debt, that type of thing. Talk a little bit about when we talk about interest rates coming back down, you know, that that's a good thing for borrowers, of course. But we've talked about this before, how there's kind of two sides to this story with interest rates. Just talk about what it means for people trying to prepare for retirement because it you know the the way high interest rates impact borrowers is different than how it impacts savers yeah they're kind of the polar opposite right yeah yeah absolutely you know the borrowers they love the rate cuts because that means you know lower rates for buying their homes car purchases you know those big ticket items and then the variable rates like i mentioned earlier on things like credit cards and and home equity lines and that kind of stuff was starting to fall down as well, easing, you know, the debt for the consumer. 
Now, on the other side of the coin, for savers, well, it's not as good of a thing, right? Because interest rates on high-yield savings and money market accounts could also start coming down. As a matter of fact, we're already seeing short-term CD rates start to compress a little yeah. bit and 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 come under pressure. And so we're not seeing that, you know, five and a half percent, three and six months CD anymore. It's already down to five, sometimes 4.9. So we're already seeing the anticipation of rate cuts. Um, and that that hurts the the investor, the saver, because now they're not making as much money uh, on their savings as they were. I mean, hopefully they'll stay, you know, relatively high compared to where they have been. But uh, we'll have to see kind of where that ends up also as we as we kind of head through this runway and see yeah. what, uh, how we land. So what are some moves people might consider with some of these lower interest rates in our future? Are there any opportunities now that they should be trying to, to take advantage of before we start to see more of a shift? Well, I, I think that um, if they can find a longer term CD that's paying a decent rate, they may want to go ahead and lock that in. I mean, that's something that they want to look at. Um, because I, I feel like high yield savings accounts and money market accounts are probably short lived. I mean, we've had a good run and I think we're going to see those start to fall off. But but you can continue to shop, right, to compare bank to bank and figure out who's got the best rate and, and do that. For longer term alternatives, we may want to look back at investment grade bonds. And that's going to be like durations of four to 10 years and, and lock in a a higher interest rate there over the next few months. Um, Like I said, certificates of deposit, we still want to look to see if we can find something that's further out that we can get a decent rate on. I mean, I think I um, had some folks that we bought at 12 or 18 months that was still in the, in the 5% range. So that may be something worth locking up for, for a short period of time. Anyway, Um, we know interest rates decline, Stocks that pay dividends might become a little bit more attractive, depends on where interest rates end up landing. So, so there's a lot of things that we have to kind of look at when we when we look at what can we do with funds as interest rates start to decline. And Jen, that's exactly why we look at the whole spectrum. We we don't just look at the stock market. We don't just look at at fixed income. We don't just look at annuities. We look at a, at the whole picture, and that's why we create the core retirement design to help folks design that retirement they always dreamed of. And I'd love to sit down with folks and get them started in that process. It's simple. It's a phone call, 863-285-3815. That number to call again is 863-285-3815. And we'll schedule a 30-minute phone call. You can ask us whatever questions that are concerning to you, and we'll make sure you're on the right path to the retirement you dreamed of. That number again, 863 285 This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. So, Philip, as I said earlier, you know, what we've seen with interest rates the past few years has been a real balancing act for the Fed, that trying to raise the rates enough to to slow down inflation, but without tipping our economy into a major downturn. Um, you know, when you when you think about things like what's going on with the economy, changes in interest rates over the past few years, and and we've talked before about the fact that you know, looking at tax rates in the future, we we really are facing the possibility of some increases in taxes. How do you talk to people about preserving their wealth with all these changes that we have to navigate? You know, economic ups and downs, interest rates ups and downs tax rates ups and downs there's just a lot to balance there's a lots of ups and downs right mm-hmm. and and we have to prepare for a worst case scenario and 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 just hope and pray it doesn't happen but we have to be prepared for that especially as we head into retirement and, and so that's really where planning comes into play and that's having that roadmap having that plan in place um, especially an income plan and not some plan that is, you know, pie in the sky, interest rates are, you know, you're going to make this incredible return, but squeeze it down. You know, if I don't make much money at all, am I going to be okay? That's the, you know, that's what I like to look at is, is, you know, can we get you there without having to make a lot of money? And if we can, then if we make a lot of money, that's just cream on top, right? And right. so 
that's really what we look at is making sure we have that income plan in place so that we know that we've got sufficient income coming in on a regular basis to cover our expenses. Now, yeah. and that's the key to enjoying retirement. Gosh, given all these moving parts, given all these these changes and you know, people are always trying to make decisions with their money and and maybe making some moves. When does it make sense to get a second opinion on how we are positioned um, as it relates to our retirement savings and and some of the other assets that we might have? I think that any time that you have concern, it's it's good to get a second opinion. If you're heading into retirement and you you have a plan in place, then before you pull the trigger to jump into retirement, you might want to get a second opinion to make sure because, you know, that's the problem. Once you jump, Jen, into retirement, is it's hard to come back out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Most people don't want to have to come back out, right? And so you want to make sure that the plan you have in place is, is going to do what you want it to do. And so that's a good time to kind of get that second opinion. I look at it as 10 years before retirement, 10 years after retirement, that's the critical 20-year period that is vitally important to you when it comes to planning. Yeah, absolutely important. So so you think about things like taking advantage of current low tax rates, making strategic moves when the interest rate environment changes, balancing growth and preservation so your money lasts. All of these things pose big challenges for people who are planning to retire. And this is why it's important to talk to someone who spends a lot of time helping people retire. Right, Philip? Absolutely. You know, because, you know, these challenges can can really leave some big gaps in your plan. Every day we help people identify those gaps help find strategies to address them and to make sure that they're going to be taken care of in retirement. Folks, we invite you now to to kind of look at where you are. Are you really where you want to be? Are you confident in your retirement? You know, there's some things you need to ask yourself. Do I have a written retirement income plan that really explains which accounts I'm going to draw money from and when I'm going to start that process? Do you understand the risk you're taking with your savings and investments? How are they invested? Do they match up with your risk number? Do you have a plan to help you reduce and eliminate taxes whenever possible? You want to be tax efficient. Understand your options for health care and long-term care needs. And Do you have your assets will be transferred to your loved ones when you're gone? Do you have that all set up properly? Folks, listen, as you think through that process, you can say, hey, look, I think I'm an eight or I think I'm a nine. Great. You're, you're probably in good shape. But it makes sense to get a second opinion. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 to walk through our core retirement design, or we'll help you design that retirement you always dreamed of. That number one more time, 863-285-3815. Give us a call. Don't procrastinate. Now's a great time to start. That number again, 863 285 3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. More insights from Philip coming up next. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Do you actually read your financial statements or do they get tossed in a drawer and forgotten about? You could be making an expensive mistake by not taking the time to look at them. If you're paying high fees in your retirement portfolio, it could be costing you tens of thousands of dollars or more over your lifetime. Imagine the difference an extra $100,000 could make in your retirement. Stadler Financial Services can help you uncover any hidden fees in your retirement accounts. Call today to schedule a time to talk about your situation. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. When you're close to retirement, every dollar matters. Would you like to know where your money is going? Find out what kind of fees you're really paying. Statler Financial Services can help. 863-285-3815. 863-285-3815. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Time to retire right. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. 
Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is the president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. Now, of course, we all know it's important to save for retirement. I I think that's a pretty uh, standard bit of knowledge, Philip. Everybody knows that. But here's the thing. How do we preserve what we've saved? That's the next piece. This is a big deal to most of us with more than 90% of consumers believing it is important to protect their retirement assets. But of course, the challenge is a lot of people don't really know exactly how to do that. So Philip, when we talk about protected households, we're talking about families who have something like a pension or an annuity, something like that to supplement what they'll get from Social Security and retirement. And I wonder if you could just talk about why it's so important that we find a way to find that protected income in our retirement? Well, I think that, you know, if we go back in time, and I've talked about this before, I'm sure on my show and, and on my workshops, but it used to be that we had a three-legged stool, mm-hmm. right? You would have income from Social Security, and that was about a third of what you needed. Mm-hmm. Then you'd have money from your pension, and that'd be about a third. And then you'd have another leg where you would create income yourself from your portfolios that you had saved up over time. Mm -hmm. Um, And over time, what's happened is the pension leg has gone away for a lot of people and they've got to create that themselves now. And so it becomes important because as we try to budget, we need to make sure that the income we have is going to be there no matter what happens in the stock market or bond market, no matter what happens in our economy, we need to make sure that that income is going to be there month in and month out so that we can budget our expenses. Uh, and so that's why it's important that we make sure that that we have that in place um, just so that we've got that protected income and, and know that that it's going to be there uh, today, next week, next year, 10 years from now. So important to be thinking about that. And I wonder if we could help people understand a little bit more about whether their retirement income is protected. Because I think for a lot of people, this sounds really good, that whole idea of of that income being there, knowing it's going to be there. But sometimes our money might be in a place that's not quite as protected or, or it's not quite what we thought. So how do you see this play out? What are uh, some some common places where we might have our retirement money? Maybe it isn't protected. There's a lot of those out there, right? The stock market is probably the biggest one that I can talk about is, is that if you have money in the stock market, it, it's not protected. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of folks saw a big decline last year in their retirement savings because the market's down. The bond market is not protected. The commodities market, anything that says market after it is not a protected type of investment. It It's going to go up. It's going to go down. You don't know where it's going to be when you need it. Um, probably the biggest example I can use there is, is in, in 2009, I sat down uh, with some folks and, and they, they told me in January 1st of, of 2008, before the huge downturn in the market, they had a million and a half dollars. And when I sat with them, they were sitting around 700000 And that's the only place they were taking money out of. That's the only place they had their money was right there. Um, and, and back in January of 2008, they were taking about 5% and they didn't change anything. So that means in January of 2009, they were really taking out probably 10% of what they had. Mm-hmm. And so that's an area where that wasn't protected income. Wow. At the yeah. rate they were going, they were going to deplete their funds um, significantly quicker than they had anticipated. So, so that's a, a, a one of my big examples of why the stock market shouldn't be your sole source of, of income. It needs to be the growth bucket, not the income bucket. And that's such a, a, a good example there, Philip, of how this could potentially play out. When you when you look at some of these scenarios, this is why you walk people through this core retirement design process. Talk a little bit about what this process looks like for helping us identify some of those weak spots, some of these areas where we might run into trouble with our retirement income. Our core retirement design was developed to help people really design that retirement they always dreamed of by starting at the basics of looking at how much risk they have in their current portfolio versus how much risk they should have in their portfolio based on how long they have to retirement. 
uh, and things of what their risk tolerance is, all those type of things that where we assign a numeric number to that portfolio. Second, we want to look at taxes. Make sure that we're putting ourselves in a position to pay the least amount of taxes, not necessarily today, but over our retirement lifetime. And lastly, we want to make sure we've got an income plan in place that we can rely on to know that we have sufficient amount of assets to cover our expenses over our lifetime. We don't want to get down to age 90 and find out that we're about out of money. We want to make sure that mathematically it works as long as we're going to be alive. Give us a call to schedule your core retirement design at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. Let's keep talking about, Philip, some challenges we might be facing if our retirement income turns out it's maybe money instead of protected income. That, that, that could potentially spell trouble for us in our future. It really, it could, um, just like the folks I talked about before we took the little break there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it could be a big deal, right? That It could be a, a, a huge monumental issue. If we're talking about maybe money, then that means maybe it's up, maybe it's down. If it's down, when you need to start taking money out of it, that can be a problem because that that makes it disappear quicker, right? If it's going down and we're taking money out, that's not a good timing. Um, and so we want that protected income. Now, how do you get that protected income? Well, one of the ways that we've seen to get it is by using some annuities. Now, an- annuities are always get seem to get a bad rap, but they're there to produce income and to protect your savings. Now, let's be clear. You, you never want to take everything out of one place and put it into an annuity. You, you never want all your money in any one place. You don't want it all in the stock market. Why would you put it all in an annuity? You, you don't. You need the balance. And that's exactly why we put together that, that core retirement design, which has the income plan, because that helps us determine what needs to be in what buckets. That's where I think folks need to, to really understand where their income is coming from and to make sure that income is going to be around when they truly need it. If we are interested in a source of protected income in retirement, we still need to figure out the right way to do this, the right option for our family. And sometimes we might already have things in place, but can you do something like an annuity analysis or, or maybe help us explore some of the different options or, or maybe even an analysis of something we've already got to see if it still makes the most sense for us? Absolutely. I mean, that's part of that that, that core retirement design is, is really analyzing where people are right now. Um because if you don't know where you are, you don't know if you're in the right place mm-hmm. or if you need to make changes. And so this really gives us that broad spectrum of what do I currently have and what does that mean to me today? And will it meet my needs down the road? Um, that's the big deal there. Um, so we analyze that. We analyze annuities. We'll analyze stock portfolios, all of those things to determine if uh, if any changes need to be made, right. if we're in the right place. Um, so so I think that's what, what people need to understand is it's not a one size fits all. It's a what do we need and let's go build the plan to make sure that it's going to meet your needs down the road. Right. And, and you know, we also don't want to forget that Social Security is still a big part of this discussion on retirement income. Just talk about that also, where that fits in and how we need to think about our entire income picture before we decide when to start claiming those benefits or turn that that income stream on. Well, it, it is just that, Jen. It is a stream of income that um, that's going to be there no matter what happens. And, and so it's a big part of our income planning process. Now, what folks need to understand, and, and we we don't think about it we're, when we're in the middle of planning a lot of times, but but we need to understand what happens if one spouse passes away mm-hmm. when it comes to Social Security benefits. Um, that can be a, a big deal. Uh, and so we try to look at that and shine a light on the different ways to look at Social Security benefits. Everybody looks at it as an income leg, right? That's where my income's coming from. 
And, and that's true. But when one spouse passes away, it kind of, in a way, becomes a death benefit to the to the remaining spouse. Right. Um, it, it's still income, but you know we want to make sure that we look at it in that light as well. You know what happens if a spouse passes away? What's that going to do to their income and their taxes? Mm -hmm. uh, because what folks don't know is a lot of times your taxes will go up if you have the same amount of income and now you're single. So those are all areas that we look at, Jen, when we're doing this planning, because like I said a minute ago, one size doesn't fit all. What works for one couple may not work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's why we go through the process of putting together the plan, because the plan provides the roadmap to where you want to get to in retirement. Talk a little bit about putting together that that core retirement design, how all of the how that can help all of these different pieces kind of fit together for people who have questions about their retirement income. Absolutely. We talk about risk uh, is, a, is a big deal, especially when the ups and downs of the market happen. Hey, when the market's just going up, nobody cares about risk. But it's when the market's going down that people really start to focus on risk. And, and we need to understand what that is. And so that's a core part of that design process. Secondly, we want to make sure that folks are paying the least amount of taxes over their lifetime and their family's lifetime. And so we build that into our process as well. And lastly, we put together that income plan. We want people to be comfortable and confident that their money is going to last as long as they need it to. And so that's all part of our core retirement design. It's simple. All it takes to get started is a 30-minute phone call. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 to schedule your 30-minute core retirement analysis. That's 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. Now, most people believe it's important to take steps to help protect their retirement savings. That's the good news, but it's not all of the story. We'll continue talking about this on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. It's nice when you get everything on your list in one place, isn't it? Philip Statler at Statler Financial Services agrees. That's why he offers comprehensive retirement planning all under one roof. You shouldn't have to go one place for information about tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Statler Financial Services was started. Philip wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement. Statler Financial is more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Philip Statler and his team to talk about your retirement plan, all of it? Call 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Statler Financial Services, one stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. 863-285-3815. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. I want to help you understand some things. Number one, timing of your RMD, because they could potentially push you into a higher tax bracket. Imagine how fast your savings could shrink if you rack up penalties along with taking regular withdrawals and paying taxes. Welcome back to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler and co-host Jen Rizak. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. I'm Jen Rizak alongside, and most people believe it's important to take steps to help protect their retirement savings. That's good news. But it's not all of the story because, Philip, unfortunately, people are still making assumptions about their financial future and they're failing to see some of the gaps in their plan or their strategy. The Center for, Re for Retirement Research at Boston College found that 28% of all households wrongly assume that they are prepared for retirement. And get this, Philip, 32% of high-earning households are the most overconfident. So so overconfidence can actually be a bit of a concern here. Well, it can. And I can I can get that, right? Because 
those higher earning folks, what they don't probably take into consideration is they spend more. Yeah. Right. They're used yeah. to that lifestyle of, of spending uh, because they're high earners. And so if they don't have the right plan in place or they've not really saved uh, enough to compensate for their for their high lifestyle, then then that could be a problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I can see that a lot of people uh, that 28 I percent, mean, I can see that you know people don't always prepare properly for retirement. Yeah. So, so what should we consider to help make sure we aren't making too many assumptions with how long our savings will last or just assumptions on uh, on any of it as it relates to trying to prepare for retirement? Here's the deal. I wouldn't want to make any assumption <laughs> that my money is going to last my lifetime yep. without putting pencil to paper, right? Yep. Um, that is dangerous within itself. And so I think it starts with making sure you've got a plan because if you, if you don't have a plan, then you don't have a roadmap. If you don't have a roadmap, you don't know how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's the, the key things that, that I look at is that we need to have a plan in place to make sure that we can get from here to 90, yeah. 95, a hundred. And, uh, and, and I get pushed back. Believe me, I, I, we're not gonna live that long. Sure. We don't know that. Right. And, and statistically, and I think the numbers are probably a husband and wife. Statistically, there's about, a, uh, I think, better than a 50 percent, 60 percent chance that one of them is going to make it to 90. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, if that's the case, then you need to be prepared to, to live to that ripe old age of 100. Because now if you look at the obituaries, Jen, it's not unusual to see 105, oh, yeah. you know, 103. So with the, with the um, modern medicine, how no, who knows how long we'll be around. Yeah, that, that's such a good point. And, you know, when, when we talk about this whole idea of having a plan, here's another stat. Only about 25% of Americans say they do have a written financial plan. So that means most of us don't have a specific financial plan. And, Philip, I think for a lot of people, they're not quite sure what we mean when we talk about having an, an income plan for retirement because we might have a 401k, we might have some savings, we might know we've got Social Security. So I, we say, okay, I have a plan. But explain what all goes into that retirement income plan, what you really mean by that when we talk about having a plan. So a retirement income plan is a plan to to determine where your income is going to come from during retirement. Now, we know that one leg is going to be Social Security. And so that becomes part of our leg, right? Uh And so we look at it and say, okay, how much do I need in retirement to spend? And that's another whole conversation of what's my budget going to look like? How much am I going to need on a monthly basis? But we know that Social Security will be part of it. Mm-hmm. If we get a pension, pension will be part of it. But what's left, if, if we don't have a pension, then between Social Security and what we need, that's a gap. And between Social Security and a pension and what we need, that's a gap. So, so it all comes down to we got to fill the gap. And, and the gap gets filled within the plan. And that plan basically says, hey, look, this is where I'm going to take my money from. I'm going to take it from this specific account for this many years. And then I'm going to go to this bucket over here. And that bucket is going to last me so long. So we basically put it down. This is where the money is coming from, from year one through five six to 10, you know, where's it coming from? The, and so that allows us to know where the money's coming from, but it also allows the rest of our accounts to grow. And, and we know that through that growth, that, that we'll be able to then help increase our income so that we keep up with inflation. And that's all the things that we do when it comes to our core retirement design. And it always concerns me, Jen, when I see that only 25 to 30 percent of the folks out there actually have a retirement Mm -hmm. income plan written down that they can go to and see if they're on track. And so our core retirement design puts that into place and we monitor it, check it on an annual basis to make sure that we're following that plan and is doing what it's supposed to do. Give us a call at 863 
863-285-3815 to get started on your core retirement design. That's 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. I am Jen Rizak alongside. Now, Philip, we're talking a little bit about this whole idea of protected income and the, the fact that so many people don't have a plan. I appreciate you kind of spelling out what that means. Um, let, let's just keep talking here. How, how can you help someone find more confidence with their income picture in retirement? Are there any other strategies to talk about or, or what else would you add on to this conversation about looking for those sources of protected income? I think you look at protected income and it, it really does boil down to just having that income plan in place because that lets you know where your income's coming from. Now, is it all protected? Not necessarily, but, but a good part of it is protected income because that's what you're going to rely on on a regular basis. And, and so you may have different streams of income. You, you people will have what they call a real estate investment trust that kicks off income. You may have a dividend portfolio that kicks off income. You may have an annuity that kicks off income. So income come from from different places. Whether or not it's protected or not, that's a different story, and that's what we dive into in our, our core retirement design. So a lot of people want, you know, as we talk about this conversation today, so many people want this protected income because it sounds like a good thing. They're just not quite sure how to get it. Let's talk about helping people learn more about the options for protected income and possibly, Philip, this whole idea of a second opinion. Maybe people do have some different, um, you know, some different policies in place, some different accounts in place. They're just not quite sure if they've done enough or if it all fits together in the right way. Doing that review of what somebody already has, talk about how that fits into this as well so we don't feel like we're we're starting from scratch when we're trying Absolutely. to put together our plan so so when it comes to protected income there's a couple ways you can get it they all pretty much deal with annuities right annuities give us that's that's exactly what they were designed for is to produce income so you can do what they call an immediate annuity you, you're going to trade uh, money for an income stream that that's going to last you your lifetime and and that's sometimes good when interest rates were really low, it, it what well, didn't make much sense. Interest rates coming back up, it's something that you may want to look at though, uh, to, to see if that might work for you. The other thing that you look at in the annuity world is annuities will have what they call an income bonus plan to them. So they will actually produce income for you that you cannot outlive. That's protected income, um, and you can elect a joint protected income, right? So that you'll get it as long as one of you are alive. Now let's let's talk a little bit about some of the, you know, some of the disadvantages when we look at annuities is, is if we're counting on them for income, that means you can't just go dip into them and say, well, I need $25,000 out of that account this year. You know, we're relying on them for income. And so, you know, we're, we're basing it on on their surrender charges, there's, you know, if we take extra money out early, there can be expenses there. Also, they're, you know, like banks, they're insured by FDIC insured. That doesn't happen with annuities. You know, you're you're relying on that that insurance company to provide that guarantee. And so you you need to understand all of those pieces. And that's why it's important when you're dealing with annuity companies that you're looking at A-rated companies, not B and B plus companies because it, it does make a difference right. when we when we're looking at their ability to to cover their claims, and so you know there's there's pluses and minus to everything. There's the pluses to the stock market is hey you've got the opportunity to make some good money. The downside is you can lose more, um, and so everything comes with pluses and minuses. That's why you shouldn't use just one vehicle. You need to have a balanced approach to make sure you've got some growth, some income, some protected, some maybe money. You need all of those buckets full in order to have the retirement you always dreamed of. I would just say that as we kind of close out this segment, Jen, that that we worked hard when we started designing this core retirement design process. And, uh, and, and we feel like it meets the, the needs of everybody out there because it looks at the risk, it looks at taxes, it looks at income. And those are three main areas 
that retirees need to focus on when they head into retirement. And so I'd love to have that conversation with you. 30 minutes, you can ask me whatever questions that uh, you'd like to. We'll ask you questions to see that we're a good fit, if we can help you. Because if I can't help you, I don't want to waste your time. If I can, I'll let you know. And what the next steps really are in our process. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815 to start our core retirement design. That number one more time, 863-285-3815. Get those questions answered about that core retirement design process that Philip and his team can walk you through today. One more time, that number 863-285-3815. And we always invite you to check out the website and the great resources available at statlerfinancial.com. Talking today with Philip Statler, he is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services and Sebring on protected income, why this matters for you and your retirement. But we've got some more insights from Philip coming up on the other side of the break. So stay with us. The Statler Financial Radio Show continues in just a moment. Do you have a retirement plan but would like a second opinion? Call Philip Statler today, 863-285-3815. Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. Do you actually read your financial statements or do they get tossed in a drawer and forgotten about? You could be making an expensive mistake by not taking the time to look at them. If you're paying high fees in your retirement portfolio, it could be costing you tens of thousands of dollars or more over your lifetime. Imagine the difference an extra $100,000 could make in your retirement. Stadler Financial Services can help you uncover any hidden fees in your retirement accounts. Call today to schedule a time to talk about your situation. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. When you're close to retirement, every dollar matters. Would you like to know where your money is going? Find out what kind of fees you're really paying. Statler Financial Services can help. 863-285-3815. 863-285-3815. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. You know, there are so many big decisions you have to weigh as you head into retirement. And we like to take one of those big decisions and really dive into the pros and cons. We call this retirement yay or nay. This is always fun to take a big issue, weigh the the upside and the downside, and then make our decision yay or nay. And Philip, this week's topic planning your RV retirement. I don't know. What do you think about that one? (laughs) You know, I will say that I've got some clients and some friends that have, uh, have retired Uh and have, uh, gone out and bought the RV and done the thing, traveling around. Uh, I don't know that I have a whole lot that actually live in their RV. Sure. Sure. Um, but they spend a good time in their RV out and about. Um, People Funny, do it. I had one client that did um, take off, um, but he came back three months later. <laughs> <laughs> so not quite totally buying in there to the RV retirement, but certainly something that people do. You know, my aunt and uncle uh, got an RV and they use it to host what they call Grammy camp. And they have they keep it parked out at, at the lake. They have the grandkids come out. They host their little Grammy camp. The grandkids come out and camp and then everybody goes back home. So, you know, there's, there's just another idea of what you can do with your RV and you got grandkids, Grammy camp, just something to think about. All right. So here's what we're going to do, Philip. We're going to go through some of the possible pros and cons of buying an RV or taking it to that extreme, even living in an RV in retirement. I don't know how many people really want to go that far, but at least having one, there are some pros and cons, some things to think about. So possible pros here. You can live on a modest budget since they, you know, those RV lots and campsites are relatively cheap to use. We should put a little asterisk there. That is after the initial investment of buying the RV. Yeah, that's expensive. That would probably go under con number one. So we'll we'll get to that one in a minute here on the the negatives here. Uh, Another possible pro, buy less stuff because you have limited storage space. So kind of forces you to hold off 
off on on other impulse purchases. Um, you can take the road less traveled in an RV. You can go out, see a lot of things, especially you think about, you know, Philip, if you want to hit some of those big national parks out west, you know, you, you can you can spend some time out there and hit some of those things. And you can potentially visit more family and friends, but you don't have to have them make up the guest room. You can hang out in the driveway. I don't know if that's a pro or con. I, I, I put it on the pros. That could be a con. I don't know. So those are the pros. I, I don't know. What do you think of those? You know, I think there's some legitimacy there sure. uh, about those pros. And, 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 and I see two things. One, RV, I think most people think of the one you drive, right? Yes. But, but I think of RV also as, you know, you got the big fifth wheel. Oh, so, sure. So, uh-huh. you know, so that's, I've got, I've got clients that do that. Um, and so I think that this whole travel live out of a big something other than a house, right? That kind of makes a difference. It's a different style of living, and uh, and and I think that these things are true. You know, to me, is how long. I know that's probably one of the cons, right? You know, <laughs> I, I think it would be neat to go see stuff and, and go out and do that kind of thing. Um, I don't know that I could live in one. Thing. Yeah, there is a certain uh, amount of adventure. I mean, adventure seeking. It, it sounds like it could be kind of fun, but then also, kind of, kind of not. And let's go through some of the cons here. They're really expensive to buy. Obviously, this is a big investment. And Philip, you want to make sure that uh, you can handle that big investment before you lock yourself in. Uh, they depreciate in value over time, which is another, you know, not not so great thing. Repairs can be costly and they use a lot of fuel. So when when things get crazy with gas prices, you have to think about that. I mean, there there are some maintenance and upkeep and cost things that I think go on the list of cons. So definitely something, I don't know how many people come in, to, you know, and they're talking about this and, and you kind of got to go through both, right? The pros and the cons. You do. You definitely do. You know, you're right. I mean, RVs are expensive, whether you're buying one with four wheels or you're, you know, you're buying one, you pull behind your vehicle. They're, they're expensive, especially yeah. from COVID. Um, you know, even used ones are expensive. Yeah. But I, I encourage, I've, I've encouraged several of my clients that, that are thinking about this to, hey, look, let's find one that's a couple of years old. You know, let's do that first. And let's make sure that you really like the whole idea right. Right, of, of travel like that. So, uh, again, because depreciation is a big deal when it comes to those, they depreciate big time the first couple of years. And so maybe you can save some bucks doing it that way and make sure you really want to do it. And, and repairs are costly. I got friends that went out west and, uh, you know, just blew a tire and messed up a whole day of travel oh, and trying to find somebody out there to fix it. And so those cons are legitimate cons. And, and we need to think of those. People sometimes think, well, it won't happen to me. But, hey, Oof. you know, don't when think it happens, that. it's going to happen. Yeah, don't <laughs> think that because you need to, you know, it's a whole thing, right? Be prepared for the worst and hope for the best. Right, right. And your insurance coverage for an RV, I mean, it, you, you've you got to have some different policies in place there. you got to make sure that you and your spouse know how to drive it, right? I mean, how many times do you think something sounds great and then it comes to trying to actually operate the thing? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, man. Really. And then, you know, I, I think we don't have an RV, but we do have have a horse trailer and it's one of those things where my husband's been like look if i get hurt or something happens to me and we're out you're gonna have to know how to get these horses back and how to get everybody back home so i you know that those types of things can happen in an rv too what if the husband is the main driver and then he gets sick she's got to know how to drive it too right so so you've got to make sure everybody is comfortable knows how to operate this thing um how truly comfortable are you to downsize or will you have like storage units all over the country where you can go. Well, that's true. That's what I thought of too. Is you're like, you know, look, you sell your, you know, if you sell your house, right, which is the, the the assumption you make, you can't put that in your RV and there's going to be things that you don't want to get rid of. Right. Right. There's, right. So, so you have a storage unit that you're going to have to pay rent on. So, so that's going to continue to be there. Um, and then, you know, can you, can you do that for the long term? I mean, I, I've had clients that have done it. They didn't get an RV. That They had a, a travel trailer, though, and they took off. And because they wanted to spend six months in North Carolina, Tennessee, that area, and they wanted to spend the winter months down here where it was sure. warmer. Sure. 
They did that for a long time. I mean, they were um, a- able to retire early, um, relatively early. So th- they did that for quite a while. But as they got older, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. they, they ended up buying a, a park model down here. Huh. And they okay. leave and they leave the travel trailer up there. Yeah. And then now they just drive back and forth. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> some logistics involved there, but yeah. certainly a way to, to to make this work. And and you know what? That's the great thing about what you do, Philip, is there are very few wrong answers for the people that you help, right? Whether you want to live in an RV or just do something part-time, like what you were just talking about, downsize from your home into an apartment or condo or, or keep your current house until the day you die. There's no wrong choice. Really, the only wrong answer, Philip, is failing to put any financial plans in place for your retirement or to make decisions without going through and weighing all the pros and cons like what we're talking about. It's been fun to talk about the whole idea of the RV retirement. Um, so, so let me ask you really quickly before we start to wrap this up. Uh, we went through the pros and cons for you, yourself, Philip, yay or nay on the RV retirement idea. What do you think? You know, I, I could not live permanently in an RV. Yeah, I, I, I just so. couldn't do it. Now, would I like to have one to take off and, and go a month or two months out west? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Okay. Um, but I don't want to give up my house. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a little extreme. Uh, well, going, you know, the other thing Jim, people don't think about, that's our gathering spot, right? Yeah. When everybody comes home. Where do, where do you get together with the kids the and the grandkids? Right. If you don't have a home, where are you going to gather everybody? I know. My husband <clears> always <throat> talks about retiring to one of those, like, tiny homes. And I'm like, where <laughs> will my dining room table go in a tiny? We'd have to have a separate one just for the, the dining right. room table. But our, but again, you know, some fun to talk about the whole idea of the RV retirement. Really, it's a metaphor for all those big decisions that you need to be making for your retirement in general. And Philip, as we've been saying here, whether or not you like the idea of an RV retirement, the only wrong answer here is not planning. And you want to take the same approach that we just did talking about RV retirement, weighing the pros and cons, doing the research, understanding what's going on. You need to do that about your whole retirement. That is really what we're getting at here. So as we close out the show today, what would you like to leave us with? You know, you're absolutely right. That That is the bottom line. You know, that's why for our clients, we want to be their 911, their 411. You know, something emergency pops up, we want to be there for them to help them through that process, whatever it may be, whether it's financial or other, right? We may not have the answers, but we can point them in the right direction. Same thing with a 411. We want to be there for their information. You know, again, we may not know the answers, but we'll figure out how to find them and point them in the right direction. All this goes to point to what we developed and designed, the core retirement design, so that folks can design the retirement they always dreamed of. To get started, it's simple. All you have to do is give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. 3815. You've been listening to the Statler Financial Radio Show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Philip, and we'll talk to you then. Information provided during the Statler Financial Radio Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No strategy is guaranteed to be successful. This radio show is a paid placement.